Hey guys, what's up? It's TMG here with another episode of the Under Center Podcast. I believe this is the Under Center Podcast episode. Is this 53 or 54? One of the two. Um, we're jumping right into the t- today's content here. Um, before I do jump straight into the news, which is some big news around the NFL, um, I would like to talk about the future of my YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel, TMG That Madden Gamer, if you haven't found it on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, go find it on YouTube That Madden Gamer. Um, it's in about 60, 66, 67 subscribers, something like that. Um, it's where I started my podcast. I moved it over to Spotify, obviously, but it's still on YouTube as well. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go check out Spotify at the Understander Podcast. Um, I would like to start making Madden rebuilds, but for some reason, I'm having technical difficulties with it. Um, my Elgato capture card has been really buggy. Like, if you're listening to this and you know how to fix an Elgato HD60, um, let me know because it's just everything I've reset everything I've resynced everything back up and for some reason with my uh, Xbox Series S Next-gen console it just will not work. It, I've had the same issue on my Xbox one before this so I know it's not like an uncommon thing for me to have an issue with it. I don't know if it's the computer I don't know if it's the, the device. I don't know if it's the console. I don't know what it is But it's not really working and it's really bothering me because I would like to make some rebuilds my rebuild I was gonna film today was the Seattle Seahawks rebuild without Russell Wilson. Um, I'll be doing the Russell Wilson with the Broncos and the Seahawks without Russell Wilson rebuilds. I'll probably do like a maybe Indianapolis Colts with Matt Ryan rebuild now that that's an official deal gone through. Um, maybe the Atlanta Falcons because they're going to be looking for a quarterback now. But point is, the Falcons went out and signed Marcus Mariota and traded away Matt Ryan. Colts got Matt Ryan for I believe a third round pick. So that's the big NFL news right now. Obviously the Deshaun Watson stuff was the biggest news really of the offseason I think. That was a while ago. If you're watching this, it's probably be like a week later. It's old news. You know, you got to keep on moving. Um, it's probably be a shorter podcast today. I'd like to add on a seven-round mock draft to it on Spotify. On YouTube, it will be a separate video. So it will be out early on Spotify. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, this podcast, go over to Spotify to get the earliest look at the seven-round mock draft. Um, but yeah, point is, the Lions have themselves some decisions to make. If you're sitting here... At pick number two. If I'm being honest, I had this conversation on the podcast last, not not really the podcast, kind of a mini episode or like just a video on YouTube. I kind of prefaced that with the Charles Harris resigning, and now there's rumors that Arden Key might sign. I do not believe the Lions are going to take Edge at two. I think you're going to see Aiden Hutchinson go number one of the Jags. Um, you've been hearing a lot of rumors about that since the combine, and he had a great pro day as well. I think Aiden Hutchinson goes one of the Jaguars. I think the Lions have a decision to make it too. Whether they want to take Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, which I personally love Malik Willis. I think he's got a lot of upside. I don't love him for the Lions. Because the Lions are a team that is just not ready for rookie quarterback yet, I don't think. The other side of that is, you draft him, he gets to sit for a year or two behind Goff, and then he can play. But I just don't think, with where you're sitting right now, I don't think you can take a quarterback. But playing devil's advocate to that, if you think you're going to be decent this year, which I think they could be decent, not good, just decent, maybe six to eight wins, maybe you won't be in contention for a top-tier quarterback next draft. Maybe this is your guy. But I personally would like the idea of selling this guy to the Atlanta Falcons, selling this guy to the Carolina Panthers, selling this guy to the Seattle Seahawks. 
and getting one of those teams to jump in and take him at two, or possibly the Jets jumping the Texans for the best offensive tackle in the draft, whether they believe it's Iki Okwanu or um, uh, Evan Neal. So I think there's a lot of trade-out routes the Lions could go here, or they could just stick to their guns, sit there and take Malik Willis or Kyle Hamilton maybe. Um, I could see Kyle Hamilton being a, a good option at two, um, honestly, because they need safety. But if I was the Detroit Lions right now, I am calling up the Jets to see if maybe they want to take an offensive lineman. I'm calling up the Panthers. I'm calling up the Seahawks. I'm calling up the Falcons. And I'm going to see what they're going to give me for Malik Willis. I'm starting a bidding war for Malik Willis on that front. And then just see what you can get. You know, I think if you can trade back with a team like Carolina or really any of those three teams for a quarterback, if you could get their first rounder this year, like just trade back, you know, six, seven spots, pick up a first rounder next year and maybe a second rounder or something like that. Maybe even a second and a fifth or a second and a sixth or something. If you could get a first round pick, if you can move back, get a first round next year, and then get a second or third round pick of that kind of sort, you probably could get more, really, if you press them hard enough. But I just think if you could get that kind of compensation and you can move back to six, that six to nine range, um, and still get a, uh, maybe even Cal Hamilton, but definitely you could get like a Jermaine Johnson, a Trayvon Walker, a Sauce Gardner, um, Maybe a Jordan Davis even. I'm maybe a little high for him. But just you get a really good defensive player if you can sit there and wait. Um, I think a team that could be looking for a quarterback, kind of a dark horse team, could be the Philadelphia Eagles. If they don't believe in Jalen Hurts, there's rumors they were in with Deshaun Watson. So I really think that there could be a market with the Detroit Lions number two overall pick for Malik Willis. Will they act on it? I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. But I really think their draft strategy has shifted from edge player to either QB the future, safety, because I think those are the only two picks you can make at number two unless you take Aquanu. I saw reports say Aquanu can well he can obviously play guard and tackle. I've seen reports saying that the Lions could draft Aquanu and play him at guard and cut Vitae. Um, I've seen all sorts of stuff. I think the most realistic picks at two would be Hamilton or Willis. And if you're not taking one of them two guys at two, I really think you should just trade back and accumulate assets. I really do. Um, the people who say, why can't you take a Quan and move him to guard and maybe play him at tackle at some point when Decker leaves? Well, you kind of have your, back, your left tackle, the future in Panay Sewell already. And I don't like messing with the continuity of an offensive line. I mean, they, they've brought back all their depth guys. They brought back all their main starters. This is the first real year of continuity these guys are going to all have together playing a full season since Frank Ragnow is healthy. And I don't like messing with that continuity. The most important thing about offensive line is continuity, and I don't like messing with it. I think you stick to your guns at two. You either take Willis or Hamilton, or you trade back, and you pick up you know, probably a first next year, maybe a second next year, or a second this year, and then maybe another pick on top of that even. And then you take Jermaine Johnson or Trayvon Walker if you want edge, or if you want safety, wait till 32 and take Jaquan Brisker or Dax Hill. But I think the most realistic pick at you know that six to nine range would be like a Trayvon Walker, a Jermaine Johnson, a Sauce Gardner, um, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. That's kind of your your range at that point. I think Nicobe Dean and and not not Jermaine Johnson and uh, Jordan Davis should probably be more like mid teens. But I think you could live with reaching for one of them. I just don't love sitting at two and taking Malik Willis because it looks, in my opinion, it's kind of a reach. 
I don't think he's the second best player in the draft by any means. I think he's a top 20 player in the draft. Um, I probably like him a little more than some people do, but it seems like everyone's kind of come to the consensus that if there's a quarterback that's going to go first, it's going to be him. And I see no reason the Lions can't take a quarterback right now, especially considering my other point earlier about how possibly, you know, if they're decent next year, they wouldn't be eligible really to get a quarterback in the top, you know, 10 picks if they're not in the top 10. But the Lions have a history of taking busts, and they really need to play it safe here and build their team. They don't need the flashy pick this year. They don't need to really... I don't really know if they need to invest in receiver in the first round unless something falls right into their lap, like a Drake London or uh, Traylon Burks, just someone that falls right into their lap. I really think they can sit back and keep on building this team through the trenches. And really, if you're going through that logic, I think your offensive line's good. You go after that defense. You invest in either defensive line or linebacker in that front seven. Maybe find, if, like I said, Sauce Gardner was there, I'd take Sauce Gardner. I would, personally. I mean, you don't know what you have in Jeff Okuda anymore because he's always hurt or he's, you know, not very good. That Achilles injury is going to be a big hamper on him this year, I think. So if you get Sauce Gardner, compare him with Monty or you are, you play Fitmelfanu in the slot or play Okuda in the slot. Maybe Amani can play the slot. Whatever works, man. I would definitely be okay with just investing in the defense in the first two rounds, really. Um, but Nicobe Dean also could be an option there, too. But from the Detroit Lions, I'm not reaching for that quarterback there. It's interesting. It's the flashy pick. It's probably what a lot of people will want. I don't want it personally. I might experiment within a couple mock drafts. Like you might hear me do my seven-round mock draft. Heaven League will is going to because it's what everyone's saying right now. But personally, I am much more for the approach of trading back, accumulating more picks that you can eventually use in a quarterback if you need to next year. Or maybe ship to a team looking for looking to get rid of a quarterback next year. You never know. Maybe they trade for Baker Mayfield. We don't have this conversation in two more weeks. You know what I mean? It's just... A lot of crazy crap going on in the NFL right now. Baker Mayfield needs out of Cleveland. That could be a destination. I personally don't think it's worth it, but, you know, <laughs> they got uh, Dorsey there from Cleveland who drafted Baker Mayfield as a connection. But personally, to end this podcast here, I know it's been a kind of a 10-minute rant, but the draft strategy, I would say, has moved the emphasis from edge to either a quarterback or a safety at two, and it probably has emphasized even more on trading back. A lot of QB needy teams... A lot of teams are desperate for a quarterback, which means Lions could get some good compensation. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I'll have more news for you guys as soon as we get more news. I was almost trying to wait to make this before free agency got a little more crazy, but Lions have not done anything since they signed DJ Chark and they signed a tight end. Um, I can't even remember his name. Never heard of the guy before. But if Arden Key comes in, I would say that basically nails the coffin shut about taking an edge player in the first round maybe even which I'm not crazy about because I, I honestly like the idea of adding a better edge player than Arden Key or Charles Harris to our team. But, you know, if that's how they're going to build it, that's how they're going to build it, I don't think it's worth over-investing. So, guys, with all being said, let me know what you think down in the comments below or if you're on Spotify here, go find the YouTube. Maybe let me know in the comments or... Um, I don't know, man. I just, I'm really interested to see what's happening here because I personally don't think the quarterback investment is worth it at this point in time in the rebuild. But you never know. It could be interesting. If they take him, set him for a year or two, and he's like the next Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's definitely worth it, right? But, it's, you know, it's hard to have a crystal ball and figure that stuff out, you know. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Interesting offseason so far. Uh, line's been pretty quiet, but I'm honestly really happy with that. So thank you so much for listening to this. I will see you in the next one. Like I said, though, let me know down in the comments if you like the idea of taking Malik Willis at two or if you're more for the safer, more traditional, maybe a Kyle Hamilton or a trade back route. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next one on YouTube, but on Spotify, stay tuned. We are jumping right into the 7-round mock draft. 
at round one, pick number two. There is no trades in this. Keep that in mind, please. Round one, pick number two. The Detroit Lions will select Trevon Walker, Edge from Georgia. This is basically based off of two things. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going number one. I kind of prefaced that before. I don't think they'll take offensive linemen at two, and I don't think they'll take Malik Willis at two. I think Trevon Walker is the next best edge player. I think he's long, he's athletic. He showed his bend and his athletic ability at the combine. He just kind of reaffirmed what he saw on tape. A guy who has all the upside in the world to be even better than Aiden Hutchinson. He had decent production at Georgia, like six and a half sacks. And people who dogged on his production at Georgia this past year with six and a half sacks, Kayvon Tibbett only had seven sacks. So it's literally a half a sack difference. And Trevon Walker was kind of a rotational player at Georgia. He wasn't necessarily the every down guy. So... Trevon Walker is a pass rush specialist, sets a pretty decent edge against the run. He's a guy that I think is maybe a little more raw, but I think he's a guy that's going to be very, very good in this league, and I think he's, at number two, he's the next best player besides Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Hutchinson. I think he's a little more raw. He probably will take a little more coaching, maybe more of a project than we would think about maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, but I think Thibodeau also suffers from the same things. I think Thibodeau's also kind of a project guy. But I, I like Walker head and shoulders above Kayvon Thibodeau right now in terms of the draft cycle. Thibodeau's injuries scare me and his production scares me at Oregon. I mean, you're talking about a guy who plays SEC competition every week and a guy who plays Pac-12 competition every week. I watched Trevon Walker film, and I loved every minute of it. I really like this guy, and uh, I think he's going to be a stud. Round 1, pick 32. you got Lewis Seen, another Georgia player. He's a safety from Georgia. Watch this guy on film. He's long. He's rangy. I wouldn't say he's like a pure coverage safety because he's not, but he's versatile enough to play a little bit of both. I think he's more of an in-the-box strong safety in the NFL. Quick, twitchy athlete. He's very, very aggressive. He's a nose for the football. I don't think he's like a, like a tr- tremendous coverage guy. I think he's okay. I think he's versatile enough to do it. But I think Tracy Walker can play in the box as well. But I think Tracy Walker is almost best served as an over-the-top like free safety kind of player. I think he's more of a coverage guy. And I think Lewis Seen's your guy you stick up in the box and just tell him to go get the football. And he does that very well. He saw Georgia just playing kind of the alley. And he played very well. Quick instinctive, fast, and hits hard. Hits like a freight train. You look at him, he doesn't look huge. But man, he lowers the boom and he hits people hard. The one issue I saw on tape was personally, I thought that everyone saw he'd over-pursue or, you know, sometimes with his tackling, you'd see him tackle a little bit high. If you can get him to get lower at the NFL level, he runs through people like crazy. Very fundamentally sound. I just like to see him maybe tackle a little bit lower, especially at the NFL level with bigger receivers, bigger running backs. But, hey, I'm all for Lewis Seen at 32 or 34. I love Lewis Seen. Um, two Georgia guys, I know, but Trevon Walker and Lewis Seen, both guys who are tremendous starters at Georgia, and a team that's probably one of the best defenses of, of all time in college football. And I think they're going to translate, both translate very well to the NFL's day one starters, um, Walker at edge, and then Seen at strong safety. Now, round two, pick number 34. I'm going defense again with Chad Muma, the linebacker from Wyoming. He's athletic. Showed that the combine had a pretty decent combine. Didn't really, you know, blow your socks off or anything, but he, he was pretty decent at the combine. Had pretty solid production. The senior bowls really won me over for him. I thought he had a really good senior bowl. And um, turn on tape, makes plays. Um, I think he plays outside and inside at Wyoming. I think he profiles me more as an outside linebacker. I think he could play inside if he's smart enough to. But personally, I just think the Lions need linebacker. Even with the Jared Davis and the, um, there's another guy they signed. I'm blanking on his name guy from Baltimore. Even though they signed Jared Davis and the guy from Baltimore, I'll say Chris... I can't remember his last name. I can't remember his last name or his first name. Whatever. There's two linebackers Lions just signed, and they also signed a corner. 
uh, Mike Hughes. But I just don't think that those linebackers are legit guys. I think Jared Davis is probably your near Mike inside guy if Derek Barnes isn't that guy. But I think that Muma can play outside or inside. He's that kind of versatility, and I think he can play both at a very high level at the NFL. Um, I compare him a lot. I know it's kind of a lazy comparison, but Logan Wilson, another guy came from Wyoming. Very similar skill sets in terms of coverage ability. But I like Muma a lot. I'm excited to see what he does at the NFL level. I think the Lions pick him up at 34, and that defense already looks way better with three day one starters. Round three, pick number 66. We've got Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. This is kind of a luxury pick. Uh, this is under the assumption that Jamal Williams is probably going to get cut maybe before the season for a cap hit. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he stays the entire season. But DeAndre Swift has been consistently injured over the last, over his first two years, and I think the Lions could use a surefire just insurance policy. Brees Hall is a stud. Tested phenomenally, phenomenally athletically at the Combine. Watch, watch his tape. Explosive runner. Has decent power. Good contact balance. Gets the ball to the backfield. I don't... I don't know enough about his pass protection to say if he's a good pass protector or not, but all the other boxes are definitely checked for him. And I'm really, really excited to see what he does at the NFL level as well. I think he's a stud. I think you get him in the third round, eh, that might be, not be the most realistic landing spot in the third round, but this was done off of um, the draft network where he was there at pick 66, so I took him. So I really do like Brees Hall at 66. I think it's a phenomenal pick, and a guy that's going to be, at the very least, an insurance policy for DeAndre Swift staying healthy all year. Because if he if Swift gets ready, he can step in day one and fill Swift's role. Maybe not to the extent that Swift could play, but I think he could step in day one and be a very serviceable back. Round three, pick 97, got JoJo Damon, linebacker from Nebraska. He's a playmaker. Turn on his film, he's got notes for the football, TFLs, interceptions, sacks, forced fumbles, whatever it may be. He makes plays. He's an outside linebacker. I think he's a pure outside linebacker at the NFL level, but he's athletic enough to play coverage at the NFL level, I think. Did it really well in college. Just a guy who can come off, not really the edge, but a guy who can play on the outside and just run and just make plays. Just a guy who you probably put at the Sam or Will position and just tell him to go chase down the football and make some plays in the ball. And I think that he would probably be more of a depth guy day one, but I think he's all the upside to be a starting outside linebacker at the NFL. Going on to round five, pick number 177. I got Jalen Naylor, the receiver from Michigan State University. Jalen Naylor, guy's extremely slept on. Maybe I'm just a Big Ten bias here. Jalen Naylor is about six feet, six foot one, round two bills. He's fast. He showed that at the combine. Jumped really well at the combine. Just overall showed his athleticism at the combine, but you saw that on tape all year. Runs pretty decent routes, has decent hands. A guy who profiles, I don't know if I would compare him to Marvin Jones. I think he has that kind of pro, I don't know. That might be kind of a bad comparison. I don't know. I don't like doing pro comps because there's different aspects of different games I like to compare, but I just don't like to do a full prospect comparison. I would compare him probably to Marvin Jones. A guy's a pretty deceiving deep threat. A guy can run decent routes at the middle, around the middle of the field. A guy's not afraid to get hit. A guy catches the ball well. <sighs> I really like him. I really like Jalen Naylor. He's a guy that played alongside Jaden Reed at Michigan State. And really never had a great quarterback in his entire career there and still put up pretty decent numbers. So Jalen Naylor at round five, I think, is just a phenomenal value pick. I think it's a guy that's probably going to be there and it's going to get slept on. I think he's a guy that profiles probably as a receiver four or five this year, but after DJ Chark is gone or, you know, Josh Reynolds is gone, he's a guy that could be a receiver three. I think maybe a receiver two in the NFL. Round six, pick number 181. I got Haskell Garrett, the defensive tackle from Ohio State. 
guy that I didn't watch a ton of film on until the senior bowl hit, and he had a couple reps where he got beat in the senior bowl. I think he's the guy that got tossed by Trevor Penning. But he overall had a really solid senior bowl, I thought. A guy who's decent athlete. He's a big guy. Clogs the run lanes for sure. I don't think he's a phenomenal pass rusher. I don't think he's bad at it. I think he's just a guy who's an interior defensive lineman who can add depth to your defensive tackle room immediately. Levi, Brockers, and... Um, um, Leem are probably your three go-to guys next year, but he's probably a good fourth guy, maybe a third guy if they cut Brockers. I think he's just a depth guy. I think he's a pretty good depth guy in the sixth round. Next next pick is round six, pick 217. They got Daniel Bellinger, tight end from South Dakota, almost in South Dakota State, San Diego State. Um, I really, really like this guy, Daniel Bellinger. I watched him at the combine. He looked really good in all the blocking drills, looked decent in all the receiving drills, turned on the film. What do you know? He makes plays, decent receiver, Really good inline blocker. I think he's a guy who profiles in as a tight end, too, probably behind Hawkinson in front of Brock Wright. I think he's very similar to Brock Wright in terms of skill, but I think he's probably better day one than Brock Wright is. He's a decent athlete. He can catch the football. He's a decent receiver. He's not as natural a receiver as you'd like him to be, but he's not terrible either. He also is a very good inline blocker, which I really value here because the Lions are going to put emphasis on running the ball, and they're going to need two tight ends, three tight ends who can all block. Hawkinson's a pretty decent blocker. Bellinger's a good blocker. I think Brock Wright's a pretty good blocker. So I really think that profile as well and fits into their offense. I think that gives them three really good tight three really good tight end options in the run game especially. So I think that's a good pick for them in the sixth round here. You're just looking for guys at this point who will make your team. Round seven pick two thirty four. Same pick as last time. I got Michael Clemens, the edge guy from Texas A and M. Um, I think I said this last time. You know, SEC defensive ends, kind of the Trayvon Walker thing too, right? You talk about the level of competition they play week in and week out and to put up decent production. I really like Michael Clemens. Had a decent combine. I don't think anything spectacular, but he's a purely a seventh-round pick, a guy that you'll just hope will make your team or maybe be a bubble practice squad guy who bounces in and out of your team a little bit. So, honestly, I don't know. There's a couple picks that I would look to change here. It'd probably be the Trayvon Walker pick at two. I love seeing it 32 you could make an argument for changing the movement pick at 34 and then maybe taking a linebacker at the round three pick 66 because you can make an argument that Breeshaw probably won't be there at this point because he's trying to get some media hype. Depends on how people value Isaiah Spiller. So Kenneth Walker will be a second-round guy. Spiller, I personally have Breeshaw over, over Isaiah Spiller, which probably doesn't profile well for him to be a third-round pick. He probably will be a second-rounder. So, honestly, you can make an argument the Lions could even take Kenneth Walker at round two pick 34 but I wouldn't hate that at all and then take maybe um Troy Anderson from Montana State a guy I had him taken last time in the third round so there will be some changes for the next mock draft I really like the Jojo Damon pick in the, in the third round as well the Jalen Naylor pick will probably always stay the same for me I really like that pick in the fifth round it's a sweet spot for him I think it's gonna be a really good pick for them um Haskell Garrett I think is also a really solid pick Bellinger I really like that pick as well the Clemens pick's always subject to change because you're looking for a guy in the seventh round who will profile well as a special teamer and just a guy who will crack your lineup and crack your you know, just your 50, final 53. So the picks that I would probably stand to change right now would be maybe Walker at two, maybe experiment with the Malik Willis at two, but I just don't want Malik Willis at two. I'll make a whole other video about the Malik Willis situation. Um, but I really like the scene, the JoJo Damon. I like the Jalen Naylor. I like the Garrett. I like the Bellinger. The picks that I think I would probably change right now is I'd maybe move Brees Hall maybe to the second round and maybe pass on Muba and take, like like I said, Troy Anderson just because I don't know if Hall will be there at 66. That's the only pick I really have a hard time with right now. I really like the Trayvon Walker pick at two. Maybe I'll experiment with some tradebacks as well. But, guys, thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever you're doing right now. I appreciate it. If you're on Spotify right now listening to this mock draft, head over to the YouTube and check it out.
Um, be sure to subscribe. If you're on YouTube right now, head over to Spotify and give me a follow. So thank you so much for listening, for watching. I will see you guys in the next one. Peace out.